Welcome to the first of our podcast series, Immigration Detention, The Hidden Costs, brought to you by the Unchained Collective, where we will be hearing conversations between those who have spent time indefinitely detained on administrative grounds in British immigration detention centres. The aim is to raise critical awareness through the powerful voice of experience of the destructive impact of immigration detention on many levels, on individuals, families, communities and society at large. Discussions encompass the ongoing harms of being dehumanised and criminalised, the stigma and rejection individuals face upon release into the community, as well as the economic impacts of this system on individuals and society as a whole. However, these conversations importantly also demonstrate the strength and powerful resistance of those targeted by this system. A crucial question is raised. Why is this system that destroys lives, wastes public funds and fosters division in our society allowed to continue? Can we envision alternative ways of being together in our shared vulnerability? Can we build a society where everyone has the right to breathe? Ultimately, these powerful accounts serve as a collective call to action. When future books chronicle the history of systematic incarceration and torture, sometimes resulting in death, of predominantly non-white individuals for crossing borders, what role would you like to have played in that history? This is a question this podcast series compels you to ask yourself. these women and all these people that they have passed through a lot of trauma before even coming to UK so uh, kind of uh, detaining them is kind of really traumatizing them again they would be walking up and down the corridors in the night you hear their boots you know thumping on the floor you couldn't sleep because they would be taking people to deport them in the night. The whole idea of a detention system. But they didn't tell me why I was detained. It's based on past experience of colonialism. I still now don't know why they detained me. The detention made us to be alienated from each other. Nobody wanted anything to do with me because they felt I might have committed a crime. I'm being labeled as a criminal, so I don't have any freedom. The wastage of money involved in running this whole institution. And you just feel losing my identity, having to get adjusted to, you know, being called out through a number. I feel like, I mean, just a number. You are unwanted. You feel like you are really not like a human being. Everybody, men and women, to be behind bars is an economic waste, is a human waste. We need to counterbalance the negative rhetorics that are coming out there that immigrants are nothing but a burden to society. And this hatred to hate other people who are not English. Knowledge, they say, is power. Ignorance is a very big disease. They want to silence us. It takes courage for us to be here. I refuse to let their system break me. I don't want to be a victim. Rather, I want to be a victim.
Welcome to this podcast series, The Hidden Costs of Immigration Detention, brought to you by the Unchained Collective. In this episode, Derek talks with Wale about the impact of detention on his life, wearing a tag and being labeled as a criminal. He feels rejected by the government and society, but despite the uncertainty he faces for his own future, he encourages those going through similar experiences not to lose hope. He dreams of a world without borders and colonial divisions and hope for an end to hostility towards migrants. How are you, Wale? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? How are you feeling? Ah, uh, I'm okay. Not too bad. Lovely. Mm. Um, so um, I want us to talk about the the impact detention has had on our lives. How would you categorize the impact of detention on your life? Uh, you mean inside or outside? Both, generally. Um, the inside uh, life in detention was so bad. I experienced actually the trauma and people that didn't know people had mental health and it made it worse on my case. And um, I didn't know why I was detained. I was there for four weeks and uh, I experienced that other people were there over five years. Life was just cruel there. You know, you'll be just, the, most of the time you'll be detained. You'll be in your cell alone. And um, because detention was my first time to be in there. So I found it very traumatic to be there. And then when I was released, I was released Yes, I had a freedom, but I I was given a tag. I was wearing a tag. I mean, I'm still wearing a tag right now. So I'm still under immigration powers. So you feel like the, um, you know, well, while you were in detention uh, for that duration, you felt like you were in prison or something? Exactly, yes. I felt that it was... School has been in prison. And when you got out, um, what would you say the you know the that tension, that duration of time you spent in there, what would you say the, was the impact that it had on you within your community when you when you got out? When I, I got out, I was not allowed to work and I'm still not allowed to work. And I had no further education. I'm not allowed to have um, government money to support myself. So that uh, the impact really is still traumatizing me. I can't do anything in the community. I'm just a number. I feel like I'm mean, just a number. Mm. So you couldn't, you couldn't go to uni. You couldn't get any form of education you wanted. You didn't have access to public funds. You couldn't work. And, um, you know, you, you, you said it's an... Um, a traumatized experience for you. Do you kind of get any support, uh, any medical support in the in the community? Do you think is any any is it accessible by you? 
Um, when I came from uh, detention, I waited for so long for uh, a support for community mental health within the area uh, where I live. I was told that I'm in a waiting list to have uh, that uh, uh, support for mental health. It's only uh, a few weeks ago when I, I had uh, access going to see a, a psychiatrist. Um, has it helped? It does, but still, uh, since I'm still wearing a tag on my ankle, I'm being labeled as a, a criminal. So mm. I'm not, I, I don't have any freedom. And also, you know, um, how, how was your social life and the kind of relationship you had with family and friends before detention? How was it when you got out? Uh, before detention, everyone was very anxious and uh, they didn't know whether I'm going to be deported. Uh, as I say, I was in detention for f four weeks, but they didn't tell me why I was detained. And then I came out. I still now don't know why they detained me. So I I've got this fear outside in the community. I'm living with the auntie, by the way. So if I hear a knock, I'll be uh, thinking that, oh, is that migration? I I've got this fear with me all the time. So which means um, I don't have freedom in the community because I'm constantly uh, frightened and I don't trust anyone. So um, life is tough. And uh, the trauma continues. Interesting. You so you um, when you got out of detention, you were still able to uh, stay with an aunt that you said. Yes. Yeah. Um, we did you have a relationship with this aunt before the uh, detention? The relationship now has changed because of this uh, home office traumatic experience which I have with the immigration. How long is going to be having money from my auntie? She's old now, and uh, sometimes I feel sorry for her. She's ha having sleepless night because of me, and she pays lawyers for uh, these uh, legal things for home office. Home office, they've got a lot of things which really confuses you. Mm. So um, you're, not, you're not being able to work. Um, so you have to sort of depend on, on your hands. As a, as a person, how does that make you feel? You can't work, you can't do anything. How do you feel? Like, what kind of impact does it have on your physical and mental well-being? I, I feel that um, the government really have rejected me. Mm. I don't have anything to do uh, with anything in the society. So it's a, um, a traumatic, what do you call it? PTSD? Yeah, PTSD. Okay. And that's what I've been uh, diagnosed mm. with um, at the first, because I've been suffered when I was young, and now I'm, I'm old. I'm still suffering about the same thing. So my life is, as a whole have never been straight. So if you lose... The problem is still there. It's not getting solved. But even though you're out of the detention, 
Yeah, the home office has made it worse. Mm. They are actually traumatizing me. If if you were allowed to work, what kind of um, job would you? What kind of things would you like to do? I would like to work as a um, support worker, especially elder people. That's what I used to do, and what that's what I've been uh, trained to do. And uh, the reason why I want to help. Uh, elder people is because uh, because of my childhood I've never been brought up by my own mother uh, I as I was abused I didn't have that love so I just want to take that love to the elders like to comfort them and to treat them as I was going to treat my mom or my dad so I, I want to build a bond between myself and the uh, those people who are elder people. Interesting. Mm. It's very important to also understand, you know, the sort of the impact, you know, detention as a whole um, has had on, on your social life. You know, you talked about growing up and, and things you would have liked to do, but you didn't get a chance. Um, um, as as uh, detention, as he, what kind of impact has he had on on your social life, you know, you know, around as a, as a person, what kind of things do you like to do socially that you can't anymore because of detention? Um, yeah, there are a few things. Uh, after detention, no, I, some of my friends started drifting away. It, it was hard for me to talk about detention and uh, uh, the impact, to tell them about the impact and uh, it just limited me to say those things because uh, I felt very emotional. When we are being traumatized, it's hard to just to uh, engage with your your friends, even my uh, my my uh, my family. Yeah, the life has changed, as I say mm. before. Mm. Mm. I think the last question I would I would ask is that. Um, how has the the experience of immigration, you know, affected your level of trust and opinion, you know, regarding politicians or politics in general? Uh, listening to the politics, uh, politics is a dangerous and dirty game to the uh, to the society. Um, most of the politicians, I don't think they know what detention is or what prison is. Prison is something which really, if you go there, it's like hell. I still have flashback because of the uh, detention and prison. It's really, uh, sometimes I get emotional because of that. Mm. Mm. Right. Um, and, you know, the your community at large, you know, um, what do you think uh, they feel like? What do they think about immigration detention? when you speak to someone, you know, in your community? The system, they have made me to to look uh, like I, I am somebody who's bad here. Mm. But um, I'm not bad. I've never killed anyone. But uh, if you go to detention, obviously you're going to have a criminal record which is going to stay on you for a long time. 
So that's the impact to me, even if I look for work or talking to a friend or telling a friend to say, I've been in prison. I think that they will look at you in a different way. So it's hard for me just to say those things. So I have to choose my words. So if you say one or two things to someone who currently in detention, what would you, what would you like to say to them? I probably would just encourage them to say, I've been there. You know what? Don't lose trust. And uh, just to uh, give them a word of support. And uh, at the end, you'll, be, you'll come out one day. Do you, do you think there is, um, there is a, any possibility for a borderless world? People who are free to move about easily without passports or visa. They don't, they don't need any of that. Do you think that that's possible in this life that we are? And if so, how do you think that would work? I wish uh, it would be like that. But uh, remember that um, uh, we have been westernized. It's, I'm sorry to say that word. We have been westernized by uh, uh, Europe and especially this country where I am right now. And because they're the one who came up with the border line to divide nations. And, uh, yeah, it would be nice to just to come in here without a, a, a passport and you just they welcome you in the community, but you can't. Mm-hmm. You can't because they came up with all these things called terrorists and then they don't trust you. Then when, and, uh, I mean, as now, I'm a criminal. But I don't know whom I killed. I don't know because I'm just being labeled that uh, if I go to the home office to report, they look at a criminal, not a, a man. So because of that, I'll just uh, ask myself as well to say, why did I choose Britain to come here? Because I was colonized by Britain. We've got a relationship with Britain. That's why I came here. But when I came here, the treatment, it is totally different. When they came in, in to Africa, to my country, they were welcome, although they came with force, but they were welcomed anyway, in a way. But I'm not being welcome here because I'm a criminal. I imagine that if, if the government changed the system and this uh, uh, hatred to, to hate other people who are not English, not to have this uh, hostile environment. And uh, I think it, it will come up with a, a clean page. They open a new page, the new generation to say, no, we are changing the system from this hostile environment to a better system. Because this system now is just broken. Thank you so much. Thank you. Need it.